I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hi, it's Mia Martina and you're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> That's terrible. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh, Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the Rebels who are shaping our culture. I'm your host, Josh Levine. My guest this week is Mia Martina. You may not know Mia by name, but you definitely know her voice. She was the vocalist on Edward Maya's song Stereo Love, which was a global dance powerhouse uh, streamed hundreds of millions of times all over the world. You've definitely heard it in clubs, festivals, hotel lobbies. It's one of those songs you just can't escape. Uh, Mia is also the co-author of a new book, Boss Up Your Life with Kylie Hansen which is designed to help women turn their talents into money-making machines. And Mia's got some great stories of, of coming to terms with overnight success. You know, a lot of our guests, they grind it out year after year, slowly growing their, their brands and their business. Mia was kind of the opposite. You'll hear she, she, her first song ever kind of blew up, and um, she had to go figure it out real quick how to, how to have a career. And so now she's taking those lessons that she's learned to empower other people great conversation i hope you enjoy it let's get into it well let's get into it i'm, I'm excited to talk to you i've been checking out the book and uh looks like you're doing really exciting things so um to, i want to let's if you don't mind like to, uh, start me at the beginning um how you got started making music and kind of down this this creative path in your life Yes. So basically, I always sang my whole entire life. I'm from a really, really small town in Canada mm -hmm. um, of 500 people. Oh, wow. So, really small yeah, town. Yeah. Okay. Super small town. It's not even a town. They call it a settlement. Okay. 
Wow. So yeah, I'm I'm from a super small town in Canada, and my mom and my dad knew from a really young age that I was. I had to be in the arts because I was too creative. I was always out there doing things. And so they put me in music, plays, pageants, whatever they could find yeah. to just help me stay creative and not drive them crazy. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so by the time I reached the age of 13, 14, my mom knew she's like, I'm not going to be able to hold this girl. So mm-hmm. like we need to find something for her. So by the age of 16, I was living in a different province, a bigger city. I went to school there. And as soon as I touched down there, um, I started interning for a record label called CP Records at the time. Okay. Yes. And it was like my dream come true. I was so I was like basically interning. It was a label full of rappers. There wasn't any women in there. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of like, oh, okay. I'm just this girl like vibing sure. with these, these rappers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, one day I'm like, hey, um, I sing, you know? And the guy's like looking at me like, okay, like, sure. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, for real. So I started singing for him and his eyes was like, oh my God project so yeah. he kind of yeah basically his eyes lit up and he wow. put me in the studio right away and um started developing me I was still very young and then maybe six months into my artist development phase I would call it um stereo love came about through the mm-hmm. pipeline because mm-hmm. it was a song already made and they were looking for a female vocalist to do the vocal yeah and um and the guy's like, I think Mia would be perfect for this. I hear her voice on this. And uh, my manager at the time's like, okay, let's demo it. So I go and I demo it. And I was like, yeah, I think this is really big. <laughs> so I gave back my demo. Mm-hmm. And literally two weeks later, um, they signed the song. The song was everywhere. And Crazy. my career, my, my life changed literally from And, and that was your first release? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's my crazy. First release, okay. Probably one of the biggest songs in the world at the time, like Worldly, yeah. was yeah, playing yeah. everywhere. For sure. Um, and yeah, Mia Martina was born. <laughs> so, so what's the, tell me, like, do you remember when you realized that this record was going to be a hit or was becoming a hit? And like, mm-hmm. what? what's the emotions or what what goes through your mind when you're like oh man there's like this is a thing honestly i'm gonna be honest the as soon as i heard my song on the radio it was like holy i really manifested this like i really did i remember every birthday cake every candle that i ever blew every every star (laughs) yeah I, i wish was always I just want to be I want to be a singer I want to be a singer please God please God let me just be a singer and mm-hmm. that's what was going through my mind like holy this really happened like for real <laughs> like it was almost shocking because yeah, when you come from a small town things like that don't happen you know sure. they just don't you dream big and people look at you like yeah yeah you're right. crazy but it happened mm-hmm. 
But the one thing I have to say is that when I want something, I go after it and okay. I do not stop till I get okay. it. I've always been like that. So what did that look like when you, so, you know, you realize this is happening, you have a manager, mm -hmm. but you don't have a, a career yet. You're sort of like, in some ways, not ready for what's yeah. coming. Definitely. Um, so what, what'd you do? What's the, how do you, what was your response as far as like putting a game plan together or figuring out what's, what do we do next? Well, thankfully my manager is, is a pretty, he was, he's one of the best in the game. He was one of the best in the game still is. Um, he kind of just rolled with the punches and because I was his first female artist, we were trying a lot of things with me, mm -hmm. but he did keep me focused and he kept me, he kept me in the studio and constantly developed myself. Like he put me with the best vocal teacher, the best stage, like the best of everything so that I could yeah. learn because he knew I was so inexperienced and I was going to have bad shows. And he, mm -hmm. he, he was hard on me, but I'm, I'm grateful for that because if had not be all these mistakes that I did, I would have never learned. So he sure. constantly had me working on myself and try to keep me grounded at the same time. So, which was, which was really good. How was the first show? The first show was in Fort Lauderdale, 6,000 okay. people at the Hard Rock. That was my first show. Yeah. It, Crazy. it, was, it was amazing, but horrible. Yeah. My vocals were shit. <laughs> the sound went off. I was just yeah. like there looking at everybody, but everybody was having a good time. So I just smiled and everybody loved it. Sure. <laughs> and I, the cool. show must go on. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was a great memory. So that was my first show and it didn't stop. After that, I was booked solid for two years straight all over the yeah. world, literally. Yeah. I'm bad. I'm bad. Well, one of the things yeah. I love about what you just said is that, you know, you kind of, uh, I mean, not, you know, not to take anything away from your talents, but you kind of got lucky, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I think for some people, you know, that's enough. Right. And you would say, well, this got me here. Right. So I don't need a vocal coach. I don't need to keep learning and growing uh, because I'm already, you know, it's already happening for me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I always feel like, you know, there's so little that we can control about what happens when we put our art out into the world. Right. And so, but you have to look at that. I mean, I always tell people, you know, if you if your video went viral or your song blew up on SoundCloud or TikTok or whatever, right? Like that's your chance to to really start building, right? Yeah. Not to not to stop. No, you can never stop, and that's the key. You have to be consistent, not just yeah. with your art, but with yourself. You always have to level up. Okay, mm -hmm. like what's next? What's next? Because we can. There's always room for improvement till we die for real sure. so <laughs> so that's always been my my mentality and when i mentor people that's what i tell them if you really want this you always got to work on it you always got to work on your craft yourself your mindset everything please help me welcome our newest sponsor to the show upstart i know a lot of people are going through financial hardships right now we had you know a global pandemic just messed up everybody's income some of you have credit card debt, whatever it might be, Upstart can help you get back on track. It lets you pay off your debt with a personal loan. It's all online, 
fast and easy. I checked it out myself. It takes less than five minutes to fill out an application. You can apply for anywhere from $1,000 to $50,000 and you get your funds within one business day of accepting a loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash rebel radio. That's upstart.com slash rebel radio. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash rebel radio. Um, I, I saw you mention in the book that you, um, you, you said that each obstacle you faced has led you to, to where you are today. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about that. Cause so far, so far we haven't heard any obstacles. I'm sure they're there. Um, but you know, what, what stands out as those, those moments that were, you know, particularly challenging that have kind of helped you shape who you are and what you're doing? Um, definitely leaving my manager and going independent was a big, uh, was a big step for me. And, um, I learned so much from that and I have a greater appreciation for, um, for teamwork because sometimes when you start from a very young age in, in this, in this business, you kind of take for granted the people that work for you, with you to make your dream happen. And you kind of lose sight of that. So Mm. I find it, it took me, it humbled me a lot and I had to really go back and be like damn you guys really did like you killed it you worked so hard for me and I want to show like my gratitude to them because I was their bread and butter and if I didn't perform well that day well it didn't just fall on me it fell on them right. too so I understood sure. I understood it a lot better so I kind of had to go through that and um kind of just had to fend for myself for a minute because it was hard to find new people good people because good people are really really hard to find people that are motivated and and want your best interest truly mm-hmm. um so that was really challenging for me and I learned so much from that and I'm happy I had to go through it because I wouldn't be here having this conversation right. with you. sure yeah um so what do you what do you think that taught you about leadership you have to lead by example always Lead by example, say what you mean, mean what you say, and actions. I love actions. Nice. Yes. I don't like big talkers. I like big action. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is it, you know, I imagine one of the challenges of having such a big success on your first release mm-hmm. is, you know, you set, you set expectations, whether it's for yourself or your, you know, the, labels, managers, you know, everybody, right? You, you, I think we always want to assume that our, our, our best successes, our biggest successes are still ahead of us. Um, and yet you said, you set a really high bar with that first one. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. So how do you, how do you handle that? It's hard. When you have such a, a big song like that as your first song, it's hard to follow up. So hard to follow up. And um, I can honestly say that you, you're always kind of chasing that. And, but you have to stop. You can't, you can't let 
that guide your path. That was really hard for me because I felt the song got so big that it got bigger than me. Sure. And people would know the song, but they wouldn't relate to me as the artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, that was quite a challenge as well. So um, I guess I just had to ground myself and just keep working on my art and not focus on the numbers. Just focus on doing great art and everything is going to, everything's going to follow. Everything so just some- follows. Tell me about that conversation with yourself, right? Because I'm sure like those thoughts, they creep in and you push, you, you let them go or you push them away or whatever, and then they come back, right? And, and oh, yeah. you know, I think we all have that, right? It's never, yeah. it's not, that work I think is never done. Um, but I'd love to know kind of how do you coach yourself through that or, or are there other people that you go to? Yeah, I think it's a, Definitely. I think it's so important to have a support system. So when you do have those thoughts that you can go to them and say, hey, I'm feeling like this today. And you know that your support system is going to guide you always the right path. I think that's so important. The right mentors are key for me. Um, And you got to constantly just remind yourself and be grateful and be like, holy, okay, sit down for a minute. Look at everything you've achieved. Yeah. Like, be grateful be grateful give back that's it and that's always kind of what i always go by even though yes it is a struggle because i love success i i'm that type of person that i always want more and more and more and more but um but i'm working on that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) keep it real i'm still working on that Uh, you know i want to save the world but hey you know i'm only little me so there's only so much I can do in a day. Stay with me till the dawn. Um, so let's talk about the book. How how did um where where to come from? Why now? <laughs> Um, honestly, I've, I've been wanting to do this for such a long time because I'll tell you why. Um, I come from such a small place, uh, like I said, and when I was growing up, I didn't have many female mentors. I, I had not. And, um, had I had that, I would have, I think I, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have done. I would have been more careful about it, or, or I would have not, um, I, I made a lot of mistakes. Like I really did. And honestly, it was just, I just wanted to be able to be there for girls that feel like they don't have anybody to turn to. And I know so many smart, successful women in a creative fields that feel just like me. And I feel it's, it's just a great time. And I think more than ever, we just need to be there for our community, especially uh, for women in the entertainment. Sure. Um, it's just good to be there. And, you know, I'm so grateful to have achieved so much things that my knowledge is what I can give back. And that's that's ultimately why I wrote this book with Kylie. OK, OK. Um, what's one mistake that you want people to learn from? Read your contracts. Oh, my God. <laughs> OK, read your, read your contracts. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Yes. And be careful who you get in business with, you know, really do your homework. So what, um, I mean, uh, you know, both of those, we've, we've seen lots of examples of people making that mistake. Um, yeah. What, what is, what is it, what, what comes first to mind if you think of the, the upside and the downside of being a woman in this business? 
Well, I mean, women by nature are very competitive with each other. As much as they're like, yeah, we're friends, we're friends. They like to compete and they, we still have a long way to go. You know, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to looking at another woman as competition, let's look at her like, oh my God, let's work together and let's build something together because that's why men are so prominent and powerful. They help mm-hmm. each other. So we really have to shift this, you know, and come together. That's really like my main focus. I feel like that's that's always what I say. We got to collaborate. We got to work together. We got to stick together. You know, there's abundance for all of us. There's no need for us to be uh, cat fighting and be in competition. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, I think it, it's interesting. And, and so I know you talk about collaboration versus competition. Um, I think my perspective is that we need both, mm-hmm. right? And there's there's time for one and time for the other. And as you said, you know, you know, men can be very collaborative, can also be very competitive. Agreed. And 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 I and I think you know we have this moment in our culture where the conversation is kind of painting competition as a negative thing, right? And I and I think it's maybe not one or the other. It sort of depends on how it's used right Um, so how do you how do you think about sort of shifting right when when you're in maybe a competitive situation versus a collaborative one um i wonder if you have thoughts on that that how how that how that shifts in your mind how that should okay well like for instance okay let's say a little competition is always good you know because it it drives the machine Mm -hmm. but um, when you're working with, a, with um, let's say I'm an artist and I'm working with other artists, okay? It's better for our team to come together and really work this like an equal partners because we have like, um, we can achieve the same results. We, we want the same result initially. We want to grow, she wants to grow. Mm-hmm. So like, instead of like, being just a featured artist why don't we just be 50 50 on this you know what i mean and both have our teams work at 50 50 capacity so the the reward is 50 50 instead of Mm -hmm. looking at it from a 75 to 25 you know let's do that let's have that mindset because if i win you win you know not that if you do this for me i gain this or or the that she feels like she did you a favor let's let's remove that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I, I shift things. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, how, how about, so you, you collaborated on this book with Kylie. Yes. Um, what was that? Tell me about that collaboration. How, how did you apply the lessons from the book to actually creating the book? <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know what? The reason why I loved working with Kylie because Kylie owns her own publishing house. So she comes from a different side than me. You know, she comes more from the back end side. And I love that because I learned so much from her. And I felt with both of us, again, as collaborators, Mm -hmm. um, she took from me and I took from her and then we created this and it was perfect. It was the perfect marriage because also um, when you're the talent, a lot of times people forget about the team. I'm nothing without my team. 
Like right. I can't do it all. I'm the talent. I'm like, yes, I bring a lot to the table, but my team does too. And it's so important to, to acknowledge it and to be like, hey, like, are you, and to, to like identify who you are or do you want to be the talent or do you want to be behind the scene? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's whatever works with your personality and your, like who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's why I felt it was the perfect marriage to, to do this with, Car- uh, with Kylie. Sorry. Is there some, no, that's okay. Was there some um, uh, some tactic you used to kind of like make space for each other and really bring, you know, allow each other to bring everything to the table? We actually, we actually did this pretty much together. We collaborated a lot. Like uh, it's been over two years that we've been working on this book. And it was actually super easy because we were pretty much on the same wavelength for a lot of it, I think. And our ideas were just going so well. It was just so, so fluid and yeah. it worked so well. We didn't really have any, um, we weren't in each other's space. It just kind of, it was just a great process. So what do you think you learned from the process of writing the book? Like, what are you, you going to use going forward? Oh, time management. Okay. For sure. For sure. Time management. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's a hard one for, for artists. Oh, goodness. Yes. It's so hard to stay focused. I had yeah. a really hard time with that. You know, I'm sure you're an artist. If you're an artist, <laughs> you know. Sure. This. Yeah. Um, that was a big, 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 big one for me. Yeah. So, what's, tougher- so, so give me some, like, what? What did you learn that you can use to, to improve your time management? No distractions. Mm-hmm. No distractions. Leave your phone there. Mm-hmm. Don't go look at social media. Don't get distracted. Don't go outside. When you zone in, hone in. Okay. <laughs> but give like yourself like a realistic timeline. Like I would do 30 minutes at a time. And after 30 okay. minutes, I go for a little walk. And then yeah. I come back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. And, and I think especially the, um, the break in between, right? And there's, there's some science that like making yourself take a break yeah. after a while helps you get back into it. Yep, exactly. I think sometimes because... we forget that, right? As much as we get, you know, like you said, we, we get distracted, but then sometimes you get in the zone, you don't want to stop, but even you might need that space. You do. For me, that's what works best. I mean, maybe that's not what works for you, but I know that's what works for me. So. Okay. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. You talk about sort of learning, you know, it seems like a lot of, a lot of the, the lessons are about self-awareness, self-love, self-belief, right? You talk about sort of, you know, standing up for yourself um, and maintaining empathy for other people. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so what, tell me about when, when you've had to draw those lines. Um, like in relationships, you mean? Yeah, in or whatever. in general? Um, well, in business, you got to be firm. You can't do favors. 
that's what I learned. And that's, that's been really hard for me because by nature, I'm such a giving person, but I, I know that when you give, they like, <laughs> it doesn't end. It does okay. not end. I had to learn to really stop doing that, okay. that they need to earn. Mm. They actually need to earn what I give them before, you know, they need to prove to me that yes, they do deserve it. I can't just give it all to them right away. That's going to so be a disaster. Can you give me an example? We don't, we don't need any names, but like, what, what's an example of that? Okay. Well, like for instance, if, um, let's say I hire a new assistant. Okay. And, um, she, from, from right off the bat, I give her a BMW to drive around to do my errands. I give her the, the company card and she can just go buy whatever she wants. She has an expense tab. That's mm -hmm. not good. Mm -hmm. that, that's a recipe for disaster. Sure. There you go. You need to, she, they need to earn those things. They need to earn those accolades. You can't give everything right away because you're gonna run into some problems, unfortunately. Sure. Yes, they're going to start thinking, oh, my God, I have an unlimited expense account. This is great. And they start and it's not their fault. It's you as a leader need to know how to lead. And I had to learn that, you know, because they're not your friend. They're mm -hmm. here to do a, a job. And sometimes like you kind of want to be friends with them, but it's you can't. You got to keep that 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 professionalism. You have to. Yeah. I mean, I think you're you're hitting on something that's so so central right which is it's about trust oh right? yeah and and i think you know especially people who are uh in the public eye you know celebrities or, or artists or whatever where um uh i think there's this temptation we see it you know over and over again where either either they don't trust anybody Right. And you're just suspicious and then yeah. you're really hard to work with. And you're, you're, you know, that, that makes it really hard to get things done or they're too trusting. Right. And yeah. they're, and, and they're getting taken advantage of or getting ripped off or, you know, <laughs> mismanaged all that stuff. And I think it's a really hard balance, especially, you know, I think it's hard for all of us, you know, yes. in any, any, in any relationship, right. That trust is never easy. Um, as you said, has to be earned, but also has to be, you have to be ready to give that, right? Agreed. Uh, and so, but, but I think especially when you're in the public eye, it makes it, you know, a hundred times harder. Yeah, it is because at the same time, like when you're an entertainer and you work in entertainment, you don't have a lot of free time. Right. So the, your circle, they become your family, you know, and yeah. we're human. We want friends but we don't have, we don't have time for them a lot of sure. the time, you know? Yeah. So when you're hiring this, this really nice person or you're working with this nice person and you're experiencing all these highs and these accolades, you're like, Oh my God, you're like my sister. I love you. You know, like you can't help right. it because sure. you're experiencing sure. like crazy yeah. things together. You know, so you, but you have to learn a bit of boundaries and that's been really, really hard for me to learn. Mm. I'm still learning it every day. Cause like every, uh, listen, if I could give everybody a uh, million dollars, I would, you know, I'm sure everybody would, but I really would. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just who I am, but right. it's been hard. I've been burned a lot and um, that's no fun. So, yeah. so yeah.
So how do you, um, like you said, no, nobody's perfect and you, and you know, you say you've been burned and, and so how do you like, how do you heal yourself when that happens? I kind of ask myself, why do I do these things? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to give so much? Why do I, why do I want to give? Why, why is that in me? So it's, it has something to do with me. Why I'm like that. Why can't I find a balance like a normal, like, a, like normal people do? <laughs> like what's wrong with me? Why do I feel like I need to perform to get your attention? Okay. You know, yeah. so it, all little things like that. It just makes me uh, more aware who I am as a person. I kind of went a little deep there, but <laughs> that's okay. But that's, I mean, but I don't, I don't um, think I, I don't I don't know you, obviously, but I don't think anything's wrong with you. I think that's a that's a really natural emotion. Yeah, um, especially if you're a person, you know, you're you're uh, you're an artist. So you want to, you know, you want to share what you create with the world. And so there's yeah, a certain you know, generosity that comes with that. Exactly. Like beauty, like laughter, good vibes. Like, you know, I just want everybody to be happy. So it's just, sure. it's a balance. And, you know, you got to just know what triggers you and why you do certain things. And it just makes you dig deeper into yourself and get more in tune with yourself. And that's a great journey in itself, you know, because we're mm-hmm. always growing. Sure. Yeah. So what's next? What's, what's the future looking like? for me and Martina? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I really had to like uh, sit down over this weekend and ask myself that, mm-hmm. you know, because I, lo- I still make music. I love making music. I'll never stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like writing books. I think more books are definitely on the way uh, for sure. It's kind of, It kind of piqued my... Th- this first book was like my baby project but now I really like it and I like putting my thoughts on paper I love it I think it's so awesome so definitely more books um yeah and I think I kind of need to because I've been going so hard from such a young age I think it's time for me to like really uh focus on family life personal life and just taking a little bit more time to to focus on that so I think that's what the future holds for me (laughs) Okay. <laughs> for the next couple of years <laughs> all right well, we'll, until we'll yeah go. um is there is there one lesson from the book that you think you'll use the most moving forward mm, that's such a great question um i mean they're all good <laughs> of course they're all good damn I think all of them. I still okay. I use all of them daily to be honest. I'm just I'm just like everybody else. I'm constantly growing and it's always about believing in yourself and really going after what you truly want and do things with integrity. As long as always your integrity is there, um you're going to win. You're going to feel good. You're going to sleep well at night, you know? And that's that's ultimately what I just try to do daily. Sure. Have peace of mind. Yeah. No, that's yeah. big. Yeah. Um, cool. I want to uh, I want to do a quick lightning round before I let you get back to your life. Okay. Okay. Um, so I know you've traveled all over the world. What's your favorite city to travel to? Oh, I hate when people ask me that. Okay, Turkey. I love Turkey. Oh, cool. Um, so part B. Uh, what has been your favorite city to perform in? Russia, Moscow. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Wild. Loved it. I've never been, but I'm sure it's a party. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's wild, wild, wild. I love it. That's cool. Who's your favorite DJ? Oh, I have a lot, but I really like Tiesto. I like Armin. Okay. I like Armin Van Buren too. I do. Yeah. Oh, like those are like my go-tos. Nice. Both great. Um, yes. Other than yours, what's the last great book you read or listened to? Uh, I reread The Secret again. Mm -hmm. I, I love that book. I love Bob Proctor. I love Bobby. Bobby's okay. awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, what, that's an interesting one. I read a lot and I, once in a while, I'll go back and reread things. Um, what is it that makes you go back to a book? To understand better and see how much I've grown sometimes to see okay. how I'm going to digest it. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah or sometimes right. it depends but it depends on the type of book sure. but usually uh you know when you read a book and sometimes you kind of just didn't really get it mm -hmm. I'll give it a I'll reflect on it and I'll think about it and then I'll go back to see if I captured it better in my mind yeah you know? that's good I like yeah. it what movie do you think you've seen the most in your life oh pretty woman for sure <laughs> okay <laughs> All right. <laughs> or 13 going on 30. Oh my God. Fine. Sorry. I'm a girly I don't know girl. That, I don't know that, but I can, I can imagine that. I, I don't think I I've am. I'm a girly girl. Yes. All right. Um, who's someone you haven't met that you've learned a lot from? Bob, Bob Proctor. I love Bob. Bob, I watch Bob every morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? I love him. He's okay. so motivational. He's great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I love um, Bob. Last one. If I worked for you, what's something I would hear you say over and over? Are you ready for Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's Starbucks time. <laughs> Got to stay energized for sure. It's Starbucks time, baby. What are we having? I love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, Mia, thanks for talking to me. This is so much fun. I definitely want yes, everyone. I want everyone to go check out "Boss Up Your Life." Yes, yeah, book. Nice. My <laughs> and uh, definitely great lessons in there. I appreciate you talking okay. us through those, and excited to see where it all takes you next. And we'll be watching. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Absolutely. That was Mia Martina on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. You can hit us on Twitter, Facebook, or wherever you like. It's at Rebel Radio Net. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel for videos of a lot of our interviews. Uh, go get a copy of Boss Up Your Life by Mia Martina and Kylie Hansen. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace. <laughs>